afternoon, Freddie. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we just talked to Bobby, and he was saying, like, you know, that, you know, the coaching staff and the players have kind of made the transition for him, uh, you know, coming in from Germany, um, you know, the easiest probably in his career. And I'm just kind of curious, from like, from your perspective, what does the staff do and what do you kind of encourage the players to do, if at all, to kind of help a new player become acclimated as quickly? As, as Bobby feels like he's acclimated like are there are there certain things that you kind of make sure that you hit in order to help um, well first good afternoon Alex um, yeah no I think the part of it is is just the the the, the type of people we have here um, is a big part of you know I, I've mentioned it multiple times um, it was a point that we wanted to hit of just a lot of good people and that when players came in they were coming in to help and, and be part of the family and the club and and and, and I think with that um, that the players have been so receptive the staff has been so receptive that even though a new player comes in and then there's going to be competition and all that there's still an acceptance of a, you know we're, we're we've, we've we've started building that culture of well you're coming into the family and you know and we're, we're looking forward we're going to help you and and hopefully you can adjust to help us. So that's on the competitive side and the culture side. As far as what we can do, um, you know, we'll we'll have some meetings and we have a little bit of time here just to go over some some uh, like tomorrow there'll be a video session to start going over some of the things that we want from our attackers, things that would we've been doing good thus far in the first six games of the season that we've touched on principles. That's a way of helping them. Um, I thought our club. You saw, you know, you saw the video that our club put out, and you saw Tony and Elliot go and greet him at, at the um, airport. I think that goes a long way as well uh, for people to to transition and feel comfortable. And then people in Utah are just very accepting and warming as well. So I think I bet he's gotten a lot of just social media and, and, and messages from people that that also are welcoming him. Every everyone that I've run into, there's always a conversation of how Bobby Wood is, and they're they're like that for all new players, and that's that's actually that's a good sign. That's a good sign. And I think you accumulate all that stuff, it's, it makes the transition for players a little bit easier. Tom, your line's open. <clears throat> Hello, Freddie. Nice to see you again. Nice to hear your voice. Um, so we spoke to you, obviously, oh, it's probably about a week or so ago now, and, and you're just preparing to, to go into uh, the abyss for a couple of weeks and, and do your <laughs> own thing. And obviously there are a couple of, um, couple of areas of... of, of the game that, that you were looking to focus a lot more on, um, like goals. Um, there are a few other things. Where, where are you at, kind of just when it comes to the big picture sort of thing uh, with the international break? Have you felt as though that the club and yourself have made progress um, with some of the areas that you were looking to really focus and dive into? And uh, if you could kind of just go into that, that'd be great. I think so, yeah. Um, the f first and foremost, you know, we wanted to give them a, a break. So I think that's now the psychological part, the, the you know, you, you get to relax a little bit, you know, tune out of soccer. I think for most of the players, that's, that's a healthy thing. Get away, see family, spend time with family, maybe leave town. Um, that was the first thing that we wanted to accomplish because you don't get much of that uh, during the season. So we wanted to give the guys enough time where they could really take an opportunity to just relax and chill out, especially this group since... They have been going for it for a long time. I thought that was important. You know, we came back, like today, for example, we had a good energetic session. 
Um, this week we've been really focusing on, uh, instead of a collective video session, we've, we've, we've uh, sat down with our, our back line and our goalkeeper. They had a video session on Tuesday. Today was our, our three center mids. Um, so anybody that plays 6, 8, or the 10 position. And tomorrow will be our front three players, you know, the, the, the 9, the 7, and the 11 position. I think that's a way of just breaking it up, having a little bit more conversation, because when you have the whole group, a lot of times, you, you know, you, either people don't want to talk or, or it takes too long because too many people get involved. So it, this gives us a good opportunity to, to, it's not just us showing session and telling what we're doing right and wrong. It's, there's actually good dialogue with, the, with, with smaller groups. And then on the tactical side and on the pitch, I think today, for example, we, we did a, uh, we finished with an 8v8 and uh, one team went up and it was, it was stressing out how can you control and finish um, the 1-0 or take, get the 2-0 and the team that was losing, how could you catch up? So it gave us the opportunity to go over some of the things that we talked about last, that, you know, finishing out a game late in the game and, and not allowing the team to, to uh, get the equalizer and trying to finish out the game. So those are moments that we'll, we'll, we'll practice on. Tomorrow we'll do a little bit of 11 aside. Let us get some fitness and some rhythm in a big scale and, and, um, and then, uh, you know, we'll touch a little bit on what Vancouver might how they may possession, uh, position themselves. Just start adding some things. But it, it allows, what it does is, Tom, is it allows us to not have to cram in a bunch of things and we can kind of go step by step because I think there's still enough time to continue to develop. So it's, it, we also didn't want to just throw too much information. We've, we've, you know, with these four training sessions that we've had after the break, it's been very calculated and, and, and not cramming in a whole lot of things for the guys. Alex, your line's open. Freddie, now that you've seen um, Bobby Wood up close and personal, um, you know, this week, you know, what kind of stands out to you about him in terms of, like, his soccer IQ, um, you know, his timing, um, you know, just kind of the way that he understands the game, um, you know, aside from, you know, fitness and all that kind of stuff that you would normally kind of look at when a player comes in? Yeah, he's an intelligent player. He's been getting coached well and a lot of his de development if not most of his development was in Germany um, and the, those are some of the best coaches around in the world uh, you just saw one of them win the Champions League right um, it's, he's he's uh, he's very tactically gifted right he's been coached well his positioning is very good um, body shape when he's asking for the ball is very good um, you know I, I like how he helps the team and both on when we're in with the ball and when we're against the ball and, and, and how he needs to coordinate and with his either his partner or his line to be able to deal with that scenario. For instance, you know, we have the ball, you know, his partnership with the 10, um, how they can combine together and his, his wingers. Uh, and when we're against the ball, you can quickly see a little bit of communication with his partners next to him on how they can keep the opponent from, from getting beyond them. So that's, it's just been, we've had two sessions with him, um, Alex, and so it's been a good two sessions. Um, sorry, three sessions. Wait, am I right? What's today? Two sessions. Um, so, you know, we're going to see a little bit. And then I know you asked not about the physical, but he's still, you know, he's been off for a while, so the physical part also doesn't allow you to see all the things that you would like to see. Um, so we're, 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 we're fortunate enough that we have, I think a solid front line this year that we don't have to risk anything and we can bring Bobby along um, to get him to his best fitness. Um, but tactically, I think it's already there. We just need to get him acclimated to, to a little bit of what we want to do in the principles.
Tom, your line's open. Bear with me for a minute here. I'm entering into my happy place as I, um, as I prepare to ask this question. But you, you've obviously added some depth, which is cool, um, because it'll hopefully help the club out, help yourself out as well, just managing the game in a more tidy fashion and having a better understanding of, of the sort of calibre a player that maybe you can you can bring off the bench, and I say that of course with all due respect to, to those that have been on the bench over the first month and a half of the season. But how much have you thought about just just tinkering with the formation a little bit? You know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about maybe starting the game differently than than what you would um, from a shapes perspective, but throughout the course of a game, you know, throwing five back now that you've got Tony to come off the bench, a true centre-back, that you know, maybe you could wedge him in between the two centre-backs you have, or probably would playing alongside Rubio Rubin and, and, and play more more two up top. Have you? I mean, I, I know you've thought about it, but, but just to what extent have you thought about it? Well, yeah, Tom, that's a great question. We, we have thought about it. There's been discussion. Um, but it's not... Uh, you got to be careful when you bring in players into just trying to make people happy. There's still got to be a fairness to the group that's here. There's still got to be, is it really a strength or are we just trying to fit pieces? And I, for one, am not just a guy that's like, okay, let's just go this formation uh, because we have these players. Because a formation is, uh, there's still some tactical nuances that you got to really explain. And, and, and you know, you, you can't set up your team for failure. So it's, it's something, if we did a different formation, I'm not saying we wouldn't, but if we do, it's because we actually thought about it. It's actually something that would be better for us that game. It's something that we were able to teach in the amount of time we had because typically what we do is, you know, your preseason, you have your whole preseason. Now we've had six games of playing how we want to play. And a lot of times when you just switch a formation, you maybe have two sessions, right? And, and so you've got to be really smart about that and not just do it. And what we've discussed, it isn't doing it just to do it because, oh, we have two forwards, blah, blah, blah and we're trying to put them in in the same game. Like, it's got to be something that makes sense. It's got to be something that we are able to teach and be clear with on everyone's role that game, that there's no miscommunication um, or confusion from what we were playing, for example, the week before. Um, so it's, it's got to be something calculated and something that's actually going you know, to hopefully give us an, an up on the opponent for the, uh, the following opponent. So, but it's definitely something that we would discuss and is not out of the question, and has been discussed. Alex, your line's open. <clears throat> Freddie, tangentially related to uh, to the depth conversation, um, you know, you've talked about kind of, you know, bringing in new players and kind of feeling like you have not just depth for depth's sake, but, you know, quality of depth, <clears throat> I think, is the phrase that you've used on more than one occasion so far this season. Um, you know, now that you kind of, you know, once you guys, once you have everybody at your disposal, all five new guys, um, obviously two are, are still on their way here. Um, how much of a kind of personal coaching challenge do, do you feel like that is for you to kind of figure out what are the best 11 guys um, to put out on the field? You know, what are, you know, I may have to make some difficult decisions, you know, how do I make those? And kind of, you know, in terms of tinkering with, the lineup, not necessarily formation-wise, but just kind of what are you kind of looking at in terms of how do I get the best guys on the field and how do I incorporate everyone that I just, you know, that I now have? Yeah, um, ideally the best guys on the field are the guys that are in best form, 
right? So that's the competition part. You guys know they've been they've been playing this game for a, a long time, and and they've been in these scenarios before. Uh, you know, training is where it starts. The everyday environment and the process too that leads up to the game. Um, if if it's all where everyone's playing well and they're in, in certain areas, in, in um, positions or in all positions, um, I, I believe it kind of works itself out. I, there's, there's more than enough games for everyone. There's a, a congested um, schedule uh, and points of the season that, that you can naturally just um, do that, uh, where you can you know, rest a person and then still get the same quality from the next person, and that is important. Some of the, you know, you see like Seattle's and those teams that, that are able to do that. Um, I also believe now with guys getting vaccinated and everything, just what we did yesterday with, with a good crop, a good bunch of guys, I think it was six or seven first-team players playing with Monarchs. That was huge for us because we were not able to do that last year. It gets now everyone in game form. Um, that's important to the competition and the quality. And then to answer your question on the tinkering, again, you know, that, that, again, that answers, that, that works itself out. Whether injuries sometimes happen, um, someone takes advantage of the opportunity, Three games in a week, four games in nine days, whatever it may be, um, you know, then then it's an easier decision when players are in better form and better quality. So, um, of course, everyone wants to play the 34 games of the season, um, and there's sometimes some guys do, uh, which is great. But I think for the health of the guys and to get the best in week in, week out in the everyday environment, the competition is critical, and it's important that you know that that guys are up and playing at a good good level that we can insert guys and I think that even raises the tempo even higher. He'll get a couple of days off. It's important. Again, the mental part is 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 very important, right? But when you go, it's stressful enough as he's playing, you know, games for the first team and as a young goalie and all that. Now, all of a sudden, you go into a national team camp. That's that's very stressful. You're competing. Um, the games they played in, you know, was a lot different than friendly games, right? So there's there's things up for for you know there was a a, a championship to play for. So that's very stressful. So I think it's important that he gets a couple of days off, relaxes before he joins us. We have the luxury of having a whole week leading up into um, the way our periodization is going to be. Uh, we'll have the natural periodization we always do leading up into the Vancouver, so he'll get a few days off. Alex, your line's open. Yeah, Freddie. Um, obviously, Albert is, is going to be missing out on, on the Euros. Um, this year, and um, you know, he helped you know his national team qualify for them. So um, I'm sure he's he's kind of feeling a little bit down about that. What have you kind of told him to keep his spirits up about that? And um, and you know, what what has your what have you seen from him in terms of like a reaction from him not uh, making that team? Yeah, um, I would be lying if I didn't say he was hurt from it. We all, we all, you know, it's that's a you want to be at that level and you want to get there. And he he helped that team in the last three four years of really pushing and, and getting them to where they are, right? I think he probably accumulated the most minutes if I'm not mistaken for that team. But it's things happen for a reason, Alex. And I'm a true believer in that. And I believe Albert is the same way. When he got back, he was all business. Another sign of his maturity. 
and why he's gotten the captain ban for us. Came back eager to go. Um, we had, you know, good conversation. He's like, look, things happen. I'm, you know, his first text to, to me was, I'm ready to get back and make a difference for the team in, 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 the, uh, in the off season. And that's, that's awesome. I think that's, we all, we all hit bumps in the road. Um, and we, and I think that's at times, that's what we use as our fuel. Uh, and I expect Albert, and I know he's already communicated that he's going to use the remainder of the season for him to, you know, that's, that's his European championship. That's is what he's going to work for every day. It's, it's not that he wasn't already, but that acts that, that adds that little extra, that little burning desire that pushes you through in the tough things. And, and you see it here in training. The last couple of days he's been very good. And that's what we expect. We can't expect Albert to do everything either. We got as a group, we got to be a collective and, and have success. But you know, uh, Albert's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to push through. And we're we, uh, we're there to back him up on, on any support that he needs. Tom, your lines open. Uh, Freddie, this is a slightly random question, but you kind of brought up the Monarchs, so it got me thinking a bit. But what have you seen from Haziel Alonso, the, the young centre back, that uh, I'm obviously you're well aware of, but watching him play at the Monarch level, uh, he certainly doesn't look like he's as young as he is, and I guess how, how far away do you, do you truly think he is? Is that too difficult to answer right now, and what have you seen from the young lad um, so far this season? Love him, love him. I actually uh, know his dad. We, we played a little bit together. Uh, he's from, he was one of the guys everyone talked about. I think he's a year younger than me. Uh, made it out of Ciudad Juarez and made it big. So uh, he coming out of nothing and, and uh, getting cut a couple times. His dad went on to play at Pachuca for many years, made it a first division. I think he played like 13 plus years of professional soccer. So right there and then you see the, that mentality in Haciel. And how I know about Haciel of his mentality is, do you remember the game against Phoenix Rising where um, Zach Farnsworth gets hurt in the first two minutes? Haciel was we were planning on, on playing him a couple minutes towards the end. He quickly went in. Um, Farnsworth went down within four or five minutes of the game. Haciel came in, got a little jog, got a little jog back, tied his shoes, got instructions for, for set pieces, ran on, had a very good game for us. And that's why we kept him in the preseason. We know what he has. We think he has a lot of qualities. First and foremost, he has a mentality. Second, he's an amazing person. He's a great kid. Um, and then he's a good footballer, Tom. You know, some people may say, okay, he's not as, uh, uh, you know, what you would desire from a center back in height and in, in that, but I think he has a lot of other things that, that separate him. Um, he's feisty. He reads the game well. He communicates, and he has good ball control and, and passing range. Um, I couldn't tell you how long it's going to take, but, you know, with my experience of, of, of being at the academy and seeing some play, you know, I think it's, the, the Monarchs, and we're lucky at this club that we have that, that I think, you know, 50, 60, 70 games, you know, that you're going to see a lot of growth in this kid. Um, and that's typically, you know, you're, you're giving a player two, three years, you know, and at his age, I think he's 17 right now, you know, 17. You know, you start thinking about 19 and 20, then I think you may have a, a very mature player that's, that's willing to really, and it may come, come earlier. It may come earlier, but I think it's a big mistake for, for, to put a timeline on a player, especially an early timeline. Um, because you, you got to allow the right, the right growth mentally and physically. Uh, but I, I see a good f a future in him. Our whole staff and club do, um, and, and we're excited. We're excited for him, and, and it's, it's just so awesome to have Monarchs there and Olavia center back 
all-star in this team to coach him on the day in, day out. Uh, we expect big things from him. Our last question in English will come from Alex. Your line's open. How do you know I'm not going to ask it in Spanish? <laughs> Sorry, little joke. Um, <laughs> Freddie, uh, I just wanted to ask real quickly about uh, Tate Schmidt. Um, you know, you guys announced that he's going to be loaned to, I believe it was Phoenix Rising for the rest of the season. Um, and just kind of get your thoughts on, on the decision to, to loan him out and, um, and kind of what you, what you think that, how you think that could maybe help him. Yeah, as a, as a developmental club, you know, where we, we pride ourselves in bringing in players from within, and then, you know, you get to a certain point, and I know you would love to play all your homegrowns, but that's not the case anywhere in the world, and, and it's important that we continue to take care of our homegrowns when they're not getting minutes here and that we can look outside of, of the club. Um, so it worked out. Phoenix is a great club, uh, one of the top USL clubs um, in, in the country, very good team. He's from there. He knows the coach, um, and we, we think it'll, it'll, it's a good opportunity for him to continue to grow, playing at a high level. So it's, it's, it, it was important for us to, to continue to give uh, our players, and in this case Tate, an opportunity to continue to grow. And so we think this was the best option for him. He was excited about it. Their coach was excited about it. Um, we know he's going to a good place, and it's nice that he's also getting to go close well, to home. He's going to Phoenix, so you know, he'll ha be able to – have his family at games and all of that to, to support him. And we'll be here supporting him and, and watching him. All right, William, thank you for your patience. William Bonilla, your line is open. Buenas tardes, profe. ¿Cómo está, William? Buenos días, Telemundo. Primero, preguntarle cómo es el adaptamiento. ¿No siente que es... Me imagino que para un técnico debe ser difícil porque es como retroceder y comenzar a enseñar nuevamente el proceso a los nuevos jugadores que, que, que se, se, se acoplan al equipo, ¿no? Sí, a veces, a veces se puede complicar poco, pero la idea, la, la idea William, uh, vale la pregunta, pero también la idea es no presionar el jugador que de, rápidamente llegando necesita que sea titular y marcar goles. La idea es traerlos en el proceso, tener charlas con ellos, entrenamientos, video, charlas a intentar de hablar con ellos qué es lo que vamos a buscar en su rol. Um, pero también lo que nos ayuda es los jugadores que trajimos antes de traerlos, vimos que son jugadores que, que tienen ya fuerzas en su juego que, que nos gusta y cómo, cómo nos puede ayudar el, 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 juego, el modelo de juego para nosotros. So ya tienen situaciones, capacidad para yo creo llegar y, y, y aportar lo que necesitamos, es lo más ya agarrar la estrategia y lo más importante, la, la, la unidad con los jugadores, ya conocer los nuevos jugadores para que se acoplen mejor en, entre la cancha y eso a veces dura poquito más tiempo. So, la idea es no que vengan y van a ser los que nos salvan, la idea es que cómo los podemos eh, entregar poco a poco para que tenemos una temporada larga y, y para agarrar lo mejor de ellos. ¿Cuánto tiempo se tomará o para cuándo estará listo físicamente Bobby Wood? Depende en él, depende en él. La idea es no queremos tronarlo y que en una semana ya ponerle la presión. Es, uh, no, ha, no ha entrenado con un equipo en unos meses. Um, eh, todo lo que estaba haciendo era eh, solo y eso es mucho diferente a, a trabajando con un grupo y agarrando el ritmo y, la, y las, los, um, las parejas y, 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 y todo eso y el timing. El clima es importantísimo, llegando aquí con mucho calor, llegando aquí con, mucho, con la altura, 
nueva ciudad nu nunca es fácil para todos. Pensamos que se va a acoplar bien, fácil, es buena persona, se la lleva bien estos primeros días con sus compañeros. Pero es, es difícil darte un, un tiempo, pero yo creo que va a ser más temprano que tarde.